Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. In Matthew 28, uh, 1 to 10, we hear you know, the account of, one of the accounts of Jesus' resurrection. Um, we're going to read from that now. Matthew 28, starting at verse 1. After the Sabbath, at the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. Hi everyone, I'm Shannon and I'll be reading the Bible for us tonight. The passage is from 1 John 4 uh, verses 11 to 19. Let's read together. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit and we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Good evening, everyone. Happy Easter. Christ has risen. Nice job. My favourite teacher at school was Mrs. Sheedy. She was my year two teacher. Uh, She would have been in her 60s by this point, pretty close to retirement age. Uh, She was clear. She was encouraging. And she was kind. And there's one memory in particular that has stuck with me. A children's author was coming to our school to speak to the year six classes about creative writing. 
I didn't think much about it, really. I wasn't in year six. But when I came back from recess on the day of the seminar, Mrs. Cheedy stopped me at the door of our classroom and she didn't let me come in. She told me that she was going to sneak me into uh, the seminar because she said she just thought I'd really enjoy it. And then she gave me a little side hug squeeze and sent me on my way. And I remember just feeling so loved, unexpectedly loved. It's a really special thing when someone else initiates an expression of love for us. When someone does something for you, not because they owe you, and not because they want you to owe them, but just because they care about you. It's an amazing thing when someone expresses love for us first. I remember the day I turned 20. A friend of mine showed up at my house with a cake he had baked for me. He wasn't much of a baker, but the thought really did count. Gentlemen, I want you to cast your mind back and think, when was the last time one of your male friends baked for you? It has happened to me one time in my life. It was a completely unexpected act of kindness. It's a really special thing when someone else shows love first. My mum will freely tell you that she's forgotten most of what it was like to have little kids. But she does remember when I was one year old. That one day she was brushing her hair and I came over and I pulled myself up on her leg and I said to her, I love you, mummy. Now, I'm sure I must have heard her say that correctly, like thousands of times before by that point. And I must have been able to respond that I love her too. But she treasured that moment. She treasured that memory in particular because of the time when I initiated, when I said it first. Because it's a really special thing when someone else demonstrates love for us first. Don't get me wrong. It's wonderful to hear, I love you too. I would much rather hear, I love you too, than thank you. But it's even more wonderful to receive the love that someone else initiates rather than the love they just reciprocate. It's a scary thing to go first. It can feel so risky, so vulnerable when we open ourselves up to rejection. But it's a wonderful thing when we are first loved. Our reading just now was from a guy named John. John was one of Jesus' disciples. He was there the night Jesus was betrayed. He was there when Jesus was crucified. He was there the day Jesus rose again. He sat at Jesus' feet and learned about God He knew Jesus as well as anyone did. He's a great person for us to listen to. The problem with John is he writes like a poet philosopher, and so it's kind of hard to understand what he's saying sometimes. But I just want you to look at the last four words from our reading again. 1 John 4, verse 19. He first loved us. God first loved us. John just spent verses and chapters marveling at God's love, saying so many rich and profound things. But just look at that end part. God first loved us. As he puts it earlier in the passage, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he first loved us. He took the risk. He opened himself up to rejection. He first loved 
us. It would be really easy for us to miss the significance of that statement, that God loves you. It sounds nice, but for so many people, so what? For many people, God is abstract. He's so distant, so far removed from our everyday life that being told that God loves us is like hearing that some random stranger loves us. But God isn't just some random stranger and his love isn't just some nice sounding feelings. God, the one who created you, the one who knows the number of hairs on your head, the one who knows you at your very best and the one who knows you at your very, very worst, loves you. And not just with any love, not just with a kind teacher love or a thoughtful friend love. He loves you with an essential love, a saving love. That's what we remember and celebrate at Easter. He first loved us with an essential love. We heard on Good Friday, for those who are here, how God gave his son Jesus as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's how John puts it. That means that Jesus willingly died in our place to take the consequences for all our brokenness, all our mistakes, all our cruelty and selfishness and indifference. He took it all and he died for it so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be free from our sin. And on Good Friday, we took black cloths symbolizing our sin and we hung them on this bare cross. You know, because Jesus takes us in, I stand before you completely spiritually spotless. In God's eyes, I am blameless. I am righteous. But the better you get to know me, the better you would know just how flawed I am. But because of Jesus, it's all forgiven. I'm clean. And that's true for anyone that gives their allegiance to Jesus. We are spotless. We are righteous. This is love, that Jesus took all the sin that condemned us, all the guilt that accused us, and he died for it. But God's love for us isn't finished with Jesus dying for us. He doesn't just rescue us and then leave us on our own. The story doesn't end on Friday. After dying on a cross late Friday afternoon, Jesus' body was laid in a tomb. But on the third day, early Sunday morning, Jesus rose from the dead. He stepped out of the tomb and began a new life. And from that point on, he offers a new life in relationship with himself for anyone who wants it. Jesus died to offer you forgiveness, but Jesus didn't just die to offer you forgiveness. He also rose from the dead and now offers you a relationship. Not the kind of relationship where you might check in on each other once or twice a year, but a truly loving relationship. In the passage, John describes it as us living in him and him living in us. 
It's intimate. It's constant. It's solid. It's a life-giving, life-transforming kind of relationship. We live because he first loved us. There is this regular temptation to think, I need to clean myself up before I could ever come to God. But that's getting the order wrong. He first loved us. You don't need to get it together before you can come near because he first loved you. Before you could even try to make amends, Jesus died for you. Before you ever thought to apologize, he first loved us. And when we live this new life with him, we start to become new people too. As we experience a relationship with him, his love keeps coming. It keeps filling up in us to overflowing so that we can be people who are overflowing with love. Out of the overflow, we can now love too. We can become more like Jesus in this world, able to take risks and be vulnerable as we demonstrate love for one another. But we don't need to try and love others in order to impress God. We don't even need to Love him or try to try and earn his affection in response. No, we love because he first loved us. That's what we celebrate at Easter. The offer of a new life. A new relationship with our creator through Jesus. A relationship so intimate, so full of love that it transforms us into people who love others first too. As I mentioned earlier, two days ago... Those who were here came forward and we hung black rags on the cross. It symbolized giving Jesus our sin, leaving it there with him on the cross. But today we're remembering that when we go to the cross, it's not just a place where we discard. It's a place to receive. When we come to Jesus, there's an exchange. We give him our sin. He gives us his love. He gives us relationship. He gives us new life. So this evening, come and receive. In a moment, some music is going to play and we'll have some words from a very, very old poem for you to reflect on. When the poem is done but the music is still playing, come forward, come and receive. Come and take a flower as a symbol of God's offer of love. Take a flower and remember that he loved you first. He initiated. The offer of life and love and relationship is right there. We live because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us.
can weave with ink, the ocean fill. And were the skies of parchment made, where every stalk a quill, and all ascribed by trade. To write the love of God above, who drained the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky.
But have you got the reality? Have you accepted God's offer of a relationship? Have you received his love? Whether you're hearing this for the first time or the hundredth time or however many times, whether you've strayed or wandered or forgotten, the offer is still right there. If you come to him, he will not reject you because he already first loved us. God, thank you so much that you first loved us. Jesus, thank you so much that in your death, you put to death our sin. Thank you that in your life, we have new life. And thank you that in your love, we can love. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Penn Hills 6pm congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmats.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.